again, all my fabulous listeners, and thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Glow West podcast. We're here to chat all about the delights of sex, sexuality, and the body. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline West, and I'm always delighted to be part of the Tortoise Shack Network, where you can find tons of content on politics, culture, society, and of course, my favorite topic of sex. If you like what we do, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack as it does help to keep the mics operating. Or please pop over to Apple and rate and review. If you want to DM me about the podcast, the Twitter and Instagram is at Glow West Podcast. So we've seen a lot of content about OnlyFans in the news lately and, you know, there's, it's quite some big changes that are on the way. Um, and here to talk to me about it is a fantastic person who's perfectly placed to chat to me about it today. Today I am over in South Africa, well, virtually, and I'm talking to Royalty on Wheels, who is a 28-year-old paraplegic T10 from South Africa. She's in Cape Town. She's also known as Royalty on Wheels across her social media. She is a sex positive advocate, a road accident survivor, a public speaker, and a disability lifestyle influencer. Just to mention a few. Royalty, how are you keeping today? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm good, I'm good. You're freezing in South Africa at the moment. Mm, mm, everything is freezing. Oh, well, I think we're, we won't be far behind you over in Ireland anyway, but we'll enjoy the last few days of sunshine anyway um, in our summer. So... <laughs> We were going to talk um, a little while ago um, about disability and sex and everything else. And obviously we can still do that today, but you are on OnlyFans and things have changed um, a little bit in the recent times. Do you mind explaining to the listeners what OnlyFans is and what the changes look like? OnlyFans is a platform for content creators where they can engage with their fans and followers and actually make money out of it. So, yeah, it's not just for um, porn or adult content. It's for anyone, like even for cooking, sport, fitness and all of that. So for me on OnlyFans, I do um, adult content. And I'm quite very explicit with my content. Um, I sometimes do um, collaborations, um, but I, mostly it's solos. So yeah, that is basically what I do on OnlyFans. Okay, okay. And how long have you been on there? I've actually been on OnlyFans since April this year. Okay. So I'm still new, very new. Okay, so it must be interesting that, you know, you, you came to the process where you, where you thought, okay, I'm going to go to OnlyFans, this is where I'm going to get established. And then now OnlyFans have said, actually, we're not going to allow explicit content anymore. Mm, which is actually very bad for us content creators because OnlyFans has actually made me a lot of money. So it's literally like one of my, um, fi- um, um, how can I say, sources of income so mm. now I have to use different methods or different platforms so you see it's it's gonna be tricky and it's gonna have its challenges because obviously I'm so used to own fans and all of that and yeah I've been tr- tr- um, safe on OnlyFans so other platforms the trust is not there yet and you know like having my content leaked and all those things like there's so many risks in moving to a different platform so but yeah we'll have to do that if we want to 
survive and have an income. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know, you know, you said you're um, a disability lifestyle influencer as well. And I can imagine that working as a paraplegic might be quite difficult in some situations so that like doing content creation online might give you more freedom or access work and, and money in a different way than, you know, a job in a Definitely. shop or something might do. Definitely. And disabilities are, ex- having a disability is very expensive um, because like the government is not supporting that much, you know, as much as I'm getting like a, a disability social grant, um, but that only covers so much, you know. So, uh, yo, like it's so stressful. It's honestly stressful. I can I can only imagine absolutely, and I know you're you're in South Africa, so it's a very different system to other systems across the world. And um, what kind of freedom has has doing online creation given you? Um, you know what? Um, in our black communities, there's still a huge taboo around sex in general. So imagine a sex worker being so free, you know and all of that, like, I get a lot of, like, hate, and obviously, criticism, and judgments from people, and all of that, um, to a point where someone leaked my nudes to my dad, you know, and I had to come clean with them, and be like, guys, this is what I do, and I'm not going to stop doing that, because of people who are sharing my content without my permission and all of that so it's it's really it's really a struggle but I believe with the work that I'm doing um people are slowly and surely gonna open up you know to you know giving sex workers that freedom because um sex working is uh criminalized here in South Africa so these platforms gives us a freedom you know to do things legally and to also be safe, you know, and make good money because I mean, prostitutes or let me rather say sex workers who stand on the streets, they don't make that much money, you know, and a lot of the time they face um, sexual assaults and they get robbed, you know, and all of that. And with OnlyFans, I don't have to deal with all of that, you know, and being disabled also, no, it has given me that freedom to do what I'm able to do and not to even like push myself to do things that I'm uncomfortable doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. That's, that's a lot in that, that you've just said. So you've, you've got stereotypes against black people, you've got stereotypes against women, and you've got stereotypes against disabilities, um, people with disabilities, and you've got stereotypes against sex workers. And you're kind of all of those you're challenging all of those all at once exactly I'm challenging it all at once (laughs) (laughs) and that that must have been difficult to have your nudes lead to your dad is such an act of violence like it is is literally sexual violence exactly and I did try to take legal action against the person who did it because I know it's someone I know personally um not someone close to me. I just know them from church and all of that. So, yeah, from I did. church. So it's even worse that they're being really hypocritical like, like that. It just shows how judgmental people are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And mm. how hypocritical that they can be, be a good person on the surface and go to church and yet do something as horrific as exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. 
That, that's absolutely wild. So, oh, okay. So you, you have a lot of challenges. And I, when you're saying there about the people who may stand on the street and engage in sex work that way, that's obviously going to be a little bit more difficult for you if you are paraplegic to, mm. to be on the street. must be. It's obviously mm. a very different experience to an able-bodied person. True, definitely, definitely. So do you find, are there like communities of content creators in South Africa that are banding together or are you very much doing this as solo work? Um, at the moment, I've, I've met a lot of guys um, who do um, OnlyFans content creation, but um, women on the other side, I've seen a lot of them um, on social media, but like engaging with them I, I think they're very I, I don't know man like content creators here in South Africa they limit themselves in, in in a way where you know like they focus so much on what attracts people to them as to what they offer people you know because I mean you might have a beautiful body and all of that but what are you giving people are you really providing value for their money or are you just fronting because this is what draw has drawn people to you you know so I believe that um yeah they don't do a lot of research in terms of what their viewers want to see or what their viewers prefer to see you know so yeah I, I don't think I would do collaborations with South African content creators unless I, I meet one who is sexually liberated like myself and someone who understands you know um entertainment you know especially with the um porn industry so yeah okay and would you find i notice you're using the word content creator a lot there and some people might say it's content creation and some say it's sex work and some say it's porn like what are your thoughts on what you get to call yourself um i think whatever i'm comfortable with you know because um sex work is a very broad term you know, um, and I mean, providing sexual pleasure to people, that is sex work itself, you know, so whether you're doing it digitally, um, whether you're doing it, you know, um, like the normal porn we see on websites, you know, because for me, um, I feel like OnlyFans is not like the, the porn we used to, as much as people provide sexual pleasure to their viewers, it's a bit different, you know, you deal with um, ordinary people, people who provide content that is relatable, you know, there's not a lot of like fake in it, you know, it's real people, real emotions, you know, everything is more real, you know, and and authentic you know so yeah I think people should just use terms that they prefer and for me content creator sex worker all those terms I I, I, I identify myself with them so yeah okay. I hope that answers your question <laughs> yeah no no of course of course and I know um you know there's obviously such huge stigma against um sex workers and you know people Definitely. involved in this line of work and I know um you've said on your twitter that you've been banned three times on tinder mm, mm, which is mm. mad. but no on tinder it was because of my pictures you know like tinder doesn't want women showing a lot of skin so a woman in a bikini you know like they don't want such pictures and I mean I've seen guys who are topless on tinder and I'm like what the hell you know 
like why can't women be topless on tinder or why can't women you know show their skin on tinder so yeah those <laughs> yeah and tinder has been yeah it's 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 quite sex negative a lot of the time for considering oh, it's a platform it for people to have it sex is. and me it is. yeah it is. It and is. how do you find other social media because i know you know you're quite sex positive you know you're an advocate for people to live their best sexual lives but obviously a lot mm. of social media platforms are not very on board with that message a lot of the time especially instagram like i, I feel like instagram should be one of those platforms where people have that freedom, you know, and it's not giving us that freedom, you know, like women can't even show their nipples unless it's um in an art form, you know, and all of that. So yeah, yeah, these apps, they they really taking holding us back, you know, as as a nation. They're holding us back, you know, as you know, people in general. And I mean, we should really have that freedom to express ourselves embrace our bodies love our bodies and I mean you know like I, I also believe that these platforms they still um how can I put it like they still under you know society's um views you know about sex and our bodies so it's it's really frustrating it's frustrating because I mean I asked a friend of mine that like why aren't women given the same freedom as men you know you can see a man I'm topless on all these platforms but when it's a woman it's different and I mean both of us have nipples men have nipples too you know and they should also hide their nipples if we should hide our nipples as women you know so nipple equality (laughs) you see give us equality give us equality don't sexualize our bodies without our permission you know and our society is really sexualizing women too much and then they wonder why we are sex workers you know I mean they sexualize us with us without us giving them the permission to do that and then when we do sex work it's like we being slut shamed you know and all of that so it's it's really frustrating yeah it's it's kind of hard to find where where you can authentically be in in all of that and I suppose with with yourself um you know you you have those intersections of being disabled and um you have on your twitter as well whoever said women in wheelchairs aren't sexy was definitely not referring to me and you have some great images Mm. um that are really sexy so well done um but you like (laughs) we've, (laughs) we've talked to some people with disabilities in the podcast before and they've said they often fight against stereotypes that um a disabled person is not sexual at all that they're asexual mm, or not mm, interested exactly exactly yeah. exactly that's so true and you see that's why I, I I had this need you know and urge to actually do adult content because I wanted to show people that you know what as much as I'm a disabled woman I feel sexy I have a sex life and I have a lot of sex with different guys if I have to you know and if I want to and I mean a lot of people do ask me like so if you paralyze from the waist down can you feel your vagina you know like they ask crazy questions like that you know like is my vagina paralyzed like what the hell you know so yeah I I think people need to see these things in order to understand them you know and that's why I've started doing porn so that they can see me having sex in my wheelchair you know um 
and all of those things it's not just for devotees you know people who want to see disabled people you yeah. know and all of that so I'm, I'm not just catering for devotees but I'm catering for everyone who wants to learn more about sex and disability you know so because mm. yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that about the kind of um fans that you have because you're quite big on there I mean your Twitter alone is like 80,000 people which is huge so um, your OnlyFans is doing quite well congratulations um but, <laughs> but what kind of fans do you have I have a mixture of everything hey um I've made a few devotees um but most of them I've met on Instagram um but on my OnlyFans I, I don't think I have a lot of devotees there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just have like ordinary people. And most of them are South, are South African, actually. Okay. <laughs> and some of them are actually my neighbors. <laughs> Your <Yo>. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you pop in, bump into them in the shop and be like, oh, I just saw your latest uh, photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> they they come in they're like wow great content <laughs> brilliant brilliant well, we'll go back to what you just said there about devotees we covered this before where um i'm not sure if you know him, andrew gerza who is incredible and he makes porn with his wheelchair as well um and his hoist and, and things like this but how can you tell the difference between a fan and a devotee and for those who don't know this was a devotee is almost someone with a, with a really strong fetish and they're almost more interested in the wheelchair than the person themselves that kind of thing so how do you tell the difference or does it matter if you can tell the difference Um, or not you know what the difference um how I normally tell the difference is by them talking a lot about my disability so they would normally ask like which level how much sensation you know they would ask like a lot of medical questions you know whereas some people they just want to see me do whatever it is they want to see me do you know um so yeah I've, I've I've got a lot of requests from devotees where they like they want to see me they want to watch videos of me transferring from my wheelchair to the bed you know they want to see a lot of content with my wheelchair showing you know so okay. <laughs> um, that's how I tell the difference yeah like they know a lot about disabilities so yeah, they would want to see me use my catheter, which is actually very creepy. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like some of their requests, I'll be like, no, that is way too much. Like, yeah, it's too much for my sanity, you know. Okay. So, yeah. so, yeah, it's glad I'm glad that you, you can draw your your boundaries and stuff. Then, but that's really nice that you know you have a job where you can put down your boundaries and say, this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I'm not going to do. And a lot of people. Outside of sex work, don't have that privilege sometimes in their jobs. True, 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 and that's why I don't do hookups with my followers because you know it puts me in a very awkward position where I don't have that much control over it, you know, over the situation and all of that. Whereas when I do video calls, at least I'm in the comfort of my home. You know, I can have a lot of control, you know, over what happens and what doesn't happen. So, yeah. yeah. So so going forward then, now that OnlyFans is shutting down explicit content, are you, are you going to stay in this line of work? Or are you going to switch to different platforms? What, what are your I'm, options? I'm definitely, I'm definitely switching over to a different platform, but I think I'll 
probably still have OnlyFans depending on how much fans I do maintain, you know, because my following is quite small on OnlyFans at the moment because I'm still new. So, yeah, depending on how many people still follow me, yeah, I'll, I'll still keep it. I'll keep it. And at least I still have time until December because I read in the terms and conditions that I think from December they'll we'll have to like delete all the explicit stuff but yeah yeah I think you can still I'll put nudes up but just not any explicit content mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is I mean mm-hmm. that that's really subjective I mean how explicit is a nude mm-hmm. for some people it's that's always mm-hmm. going to be explicit mm-hmm. definitely definitely so I will be moving over to other platforms and yeah, I'll continue doing what I'm doing and I'll continue selling sex toys as well. So, yeah. Okay, so do you sell, t- tell us about that part? Is it is there a system where it's like, you know, like is it a real shop or is it used toys? I don't mean real shop as in not to delegitimize it, but as in non-used products, shall we say, <laughs> rather than yeah, no, stuff um, used I'm... in your content. <laughs> Um, no, the products I use in my content, that those are mine, you know, because I only started using sex toys last year. And this year I've been getting a lot of um, gifts. Um, someone sent me a gift of a sex swing, um, oh. sex door swing, actually. That's a nice <laughs> um, gift. Very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice, especially for me who has like limited mobility because I can hang my legs and have a lot of free um space, you know, to use my hand. I mean, I can hang my legs and use my hands, you know. So, um, yeah. And I also got six, four sex toys um last month, but they were more like re- for reviews, um, and to help the person promote the brand, you know. So I I, I do accept gifts, um, and. Yeah, I, I just sell toys to, you know, make people more comfortable with expressing their sexual desires and sexual needs. Because yesterday I was drinking with my neighbors and I showed them my products. They were like, wow, we didn't know you sell sex toys. No, they were like so excited. <laughs> and they told me um, both of them work at a hotel. So they were telling me that there's a sex worker who normally books um, at the hotel um, but one day she didn't pay for her accommodation so she left um, some of her bags there and they found a bag that had like full of sex toys you know like different sex toys and all of that and they were like wow what are we supposed to do with a bag full of <laughs> such toys you know and they were like yo if we met you before that we're definitely gonna give you the toys you know um because they said um some of the toys was like still brand new you know yeah. so I was like wow okay <laughs> um but that's nice but to yeah. see that openness coming out and mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't know much about like sex in South Africa is it like an open society about sex or is there much repression no it's very oppression it's honestly very oppressed that's why I felt the need you know to start doing what I'm doing so that you know people can feel free you know and not judge each other you know and all of that because a lot of women I've spoken to they very like shy you know they want to explore these things but they're also shy because 
our society and communities don't give women that f- sexual freedom, you know. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, I don't care what people think of me. So I do me, you know. And I mean, I can't be living under other people's shadows or live my life according to other people's principles, you know, or morals, because obviously they they do still think that women shouldn't even, you know, like approach guys and be like, hey, I like you, can we date, you know, they want men to be the hunters, you know, and men to be the ones who approach women, you know, so a lot still needs to change a lot still needs to change because the the only stories you really hear a lot of the time is about like really high rates of sexual violence against women in south africa how do you empower women know to take back that power you know i want women who have experienced sexual violence to be able to enjoy sex again you know after experiencing all that trauma you know and not to be hypersexual because a lot of them become hypersexual due to the violence they've experienced, you know, maybe in their childhood or growing up, you know, and all of that. So I also want to help those women, you know, um, Mm. claim back their power, claim back their bodies, you know, and own their sexual experiences and take accountability as well, you know, because yeah it makes they say it takes two to tango so you you can't have sex with someone and not do your part you know um so yeah those are the kind of messages I want to spread you know by doing the work that I'm doing fabulous and like is there much sex education in schools in in South Africa no you know um we don't have comprehensive sex education in South Africa and I think that is why the number of um, teenage pregnancies is so high you know Um, and I'm sure over the lockdown it has increased drastically you know so yeah I I feel like we need a lot of um, education for young you know adults um, in South Africa especially like in schools and all of that. And yeah, I think even the teachers who teach um, um, life orientation, they just, you know, read, they're not teaching kids, they're just reading through the textbooks, not giving the right information or the the full um, information that kids need, you know. So yeah, a lot still needs to change. A lot still needs to change. Yeah, I think un- unfortunately that's, that's a similar story for lots of places around the world in Ireland included sometimes in that as well. Um, but have you had any negative like responses to you standing up? Because it does take a lot of courage to, you know, stand up in a society that's so sex negative and for you to go, hey, um, sex is not actually a bad thing. Let's talk about it. Sure. It's 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 very exhausting. You know, what? like I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, you know what? It's tiring. It's it's it really drains me emotionally drains me mentally because I need to be strong you know I need to be bold and I need to be fearless you know I need to be all these things you know that other women are afraid to be you know and and I mean I've I've had a lot of um criticism like I said before and but luckily I have a great support structure like my family they're very supportive my siblings they sometimes help me sell sex toys you know so my family has been very supportive and my friends they have been amazing so I honestly wouldn't have stayed or you know 
held my head up high if it wasn't for them, you know, and their support. So I I really appreciate their support because it has helped me a lot, especially when I feel like quitting, when I feel like giving up, you know, because for me, it's not just about making money. It's about making a difference and impacting people's lives, you know, in a positive way. Absolutely. And, and you're doing that through all the work that you do because you're you're mixing in not just sex positivity, but a disability lifestyle. And, you know, when you're when you're talking about all these different things, you know, if I always picture like somebody is listening and learning, you know, and, and you know, has has that feeling that, oh, I don't actually have to suffer in silence or I don't have to live this mm-hmm. way because of people like you out there breaking that silence. I think that, that that's really powerful and especially in a country where sex is just not spoken about, especially in more mm-hmm. positive terms. So, yeah, do you have those kind of reactions from people who listen to you? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I actually got a DM <laughs> um, this morning from a guy who says um, that he showed one of his disabled friends my content and they actually want to have an orgy for disabled people only. And I was like, wow, okay, that sounds exciting. <laughs> we should definitely organize something like that. So you really? see like a lot of people like with disabilities are able to relate to my content and they find courage, you know, to live their best lives because of the work that I do, you know, and that's amazing. Like that just warms up my heart because at least now I know that, you know what, there's one person whose life I've changed, you know, or whose view about sex I've changed, you know, and it, it, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. It might not be a lot of people, but one person is enough for, for me to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm making a difference. Absolutely. And, and you are, you know, that that's absolutely a super powerful thing to um, be able to put out in, into the world, which is fab. And then for you as well, you were saying like the safety aspect. I think that's really important because, you know, there's there is a lot of, of danger in, in some forms of sex work. And, you know, for you to have that online platform and be safe, then that must feel really nice as well to know that, mm-hmm. um you can do this and you have a certain level of protection true 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 definitely definitely and i mean that's why i i started doing only fans because it provided me that you know it provided me what i needed and i mean i can make money i can wake up knowing that i've gained like 10 subscribers without even doing anything you know whereas other sex workers, they need to put in the work, you know, and a lot of work, you know, and sometimes they're not even safe. So, yeah. And, and I mean, I also um, advocate for sexual health as well. So I want people to practice safe sex and I want women to know where to get resources from, you know, where they can go if they want to have like um, these contraceptions, you know, contraceptives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have a box um, in my toy box. Um, I do have female condoms because I feel like women should really take control of their sexual safety as well. You know, they should protect themselves against all these, you know, um, STDs and STIs. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
and 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 of course and again it's great to just normalize the use of contraception and you know barrier mm-hmm. methods mm-hmm. that thing really, and really how, how long would you spend you know creating your content because i think a lot of people don't realize like the length of work and time and effort that goes no, into <laughs> it's so exhausting like oh my goodness you know the other day I was working I was creating content with my ex um and I you know I was thinking I was like yo I have so much respect for content creators like even for porn stars in general like oh, imagine having to shoot one scene for like the whole day like you're that is a lot sure it takes a lot of time because I would literally spend more than an hour just shooting nudes not even like squirting or like creating content where I use my toys it's just pictures you know like pictures itself takes a lot of time and a lot of creativity like you need to be spontaneous you need to be creative like you're it's a lot of work yeah it is work work. (laughs) oh my goodness like you're it's a lot of work chef then then I suppose you have like the promotion side of things like you got to spend time growing your account it's not enough just to have the content then you got to do the hustle and the promotion and all that kind of thing too which is something else on its own. Like that is exhausting on its own because you'd get people who are interested, but now they don't want to pay. And I mean, pay me for my work, you know, it's my work, it's my art, you know, so pay me what I deserve, you know, or what I'm charging. And people don't want to pay. They'll be like, ah, you know what? I Why should I pay for nudes when they are porn size? Like I will, it's, it's my work, you know, I spend time to create it. And sometimes I even buy lingerie, which is flipping expensive. Um, Now, how do I make that money back if people don't want to pay, you see? So it's it's really stressful it's honestly stressful that's it and I think some people have have the idea of sex work is like oh you just lie on your back and take pictures and it's like there's a lot more that's really what they think they honestly think that they don't understand how much work goes into it they really don't understand Mm. and I think one of the things I've seen as well from people who have been pretty nasty about the fact that OnlyFans is kind of shutting down um well for sex workers and they're saying oh well just go back out on the streets then it's no big deal um, if you want to be a sex and, worker and some of them are like um now we're gonna get a chance to get actual jobs like what the hell yeah that's like it just really shows like a lack of understanding of you know what goes into mm. it and like for people like you you're saying it's even if you wanted to to go on the street is obviously an extremely di- difficult thing and um that's not mm. safe for everybody or a wanted option for everybody true true that is so true it's it's i think you, you probably swim through a lot of um like myths and stereotypes and uh, you know i suppose kind of negative people sometimes we have to take that into account that that's part of the job too um definitely you see that's why i i i i'm glad that i have the support structure that i have because sometimes i would share my experiences with my siblings and be like yo guys i just met this guy or I just spoke to this person and look at what they say, you know, so at least 
um, I have that support structure so that I'm able to deal with all these challenges that I'm facing, you know, and I mean, I'm still going to face a lot of challenges, especially when I become popular, you know, in my kind of field, you know, because yeah, like I said, I'm still new. So some people are still shocked that I'm doing porn. They're like, what? You know, like, are you an actual porn star, you know? So yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot I'm still going to deal with, but I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm up for the challenge. As long as it's going to make the change that I want to see in our society, then I'm more than happy to deal with whatever comes my way. And I have no doubt that you will smash that at all. I, I wonder if um you also get backlash because you talked about going to church then. And for some people, they can't align the fact that sex workers can go to church too because they have very black and white views of, of all those things. Exactly, exactly. Like, yo, people are so judgmental. And and I mean, they, they really, they really, they, they, I think society has, I wouldn't say brainwashed us, but it has influenced so much of what we believe is right and wrong. And, you know, like, f- feeling the need to tell people what to do with their bodies is absolutely wrong like you don't owe another person you know I am my own person and therefore the choices I make with my body are mine you know um no one else can tell me what to do with my body you know and I mean that's what I also say to my parents I was like you know what guys me doing porn doesn't mean that you've raised me bad or that I'm a bad child or I'm a bad person you know porn stars are people with emotions at the end of the day you know as much as we are sexually objectified but we are still people you know and that is something they don't understand they think that porn stars the only thing they do with their lives is porn you know they don't know that we have lives we have families to take care of we have other responsibilities you know we have other jobs besides porn because I am a influencer for um one of our government um campaigns which is road safety you know um and because I'm a road accident survivor you know they found me to be the perfect person to help them you know with their campaign so they're paying me to tweet about road safety and all of that so you see I'm also doing that besides porn you know so yeah there's a lot of other things I do besides porn and people don't know that or they don't focus on that because they think that all the only thing porn stars do is have sex and do hookups and all of that so yeah, just yeah, I'm, I'm trying to person. change that for them. You know, I, yeah. I want to show people that you know what, porn stars can have normal careers besides just doing porn. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, just a regular old person putting your trousers on, same way everyone else does. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I, I wonder then, so going forward, I know, I know you, you said um um that you're going to consider you know, your options kind of weighing up and stuff like that. Do you see, is there any way to kind of engage with the political alliances that, that maybe you've made to try and improve, um, you know, say sex education in the country or the status of women or, you know, safety for sex workers? Like, is there any political will, do you think, to make those 
situations a bit safer or better? Um, at the moment, there are foundations or organizations that fight for um, the rights for sex workers and all of that. Um, so we are really trying to change things for sex workers, but not much has changed, you know, like there's little progress. So it's, it's a real, real challenge for us here in South Africa. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely going to keep pushing and, you know, fighting for our rights and just being vocal about it because I think some people are too scared to even, like, admit that, okay, this is what I do um, for a living and this is how I make my money because I've met a lot of women who wouldn't like openly admit that they are sex workers, but they are doing it, you know? So, you know, like, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad. And I mean, there's these terms they use now, like city girls to refer to um, sex workers, you know? Um, so, yeah. And, and the, I, I don't know if you've heard the t term slave queens, because like a lot of slave queens are actual sex workers but obviously they hide behind the luxurious um lifestyles and all okay. of that and the beauty you know yeah. so yeah some of them are like beauty um influencers and all of that you know so but there's sex work going on in the background Mm. Yeah, I know that kind of it, it, it doesn't help with the secrecy aspect of things, I suppose. But like you're saying, there's some really good organizations that organize for sex workers rights. And, mm. and that's great. So um, it, it, it's, you know, there's obviously if, if whoever is listening, you know, generally in whatever country you're in, there will be a sex worker rights organization because sex workers are, are really good at supporting each other in times of um, oh, need that way so um if I look royalty it's been amazing talking to you and I think it, it's really you know it, it's nice to see the people behind the headlines because we've seen so many headlines lately about oh only fans and this and that and all the responses but we need to talk to the people who are actually at the heart of the conversation mm. which is you mm. you know so thank you for for talking to me today thank you so much for having me where can people find you if they want to follow your only fans or your social media um, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Royalty on Wheels on all three p platforms. And I'm also Royalty on Wheels on OnlyFans. Perfect. So hopefully you can get a few last last push subscribers before you know, time goes <laughs> and stuff. Um, brilliant. Yeah. And you, yeah, you do. You make really cool content as well. So I definitely urge all my listeners um, to go check that out. And thanks, Mel, for listening in. And like I said, if you want to drop me a line about the podcast, the Instagram and Twitter is at Podcast. And I'll chat to you in the next